Welcome to SBO Perspectives, the pulse of school business. And the official podcast of ASBO International. That's right, the official podcast of ASBO International. And I am here, that's Jack Gar Mitchell, along with the esteemed John Bricado. John Bricado, that's right, baby. Um, and you know what? We decided to go hop over to the West Coast. Uh, yeah, we have back. a very, very special uh, guest. Um, for those up and coming, I think you really will appreciate this episode. So, um, John, why don't you let them know what we got? Yeah, we've had a string of brand new school business officials that we're really excited about speaking to in the past couple of months. And today is no different. We talked to Bo Charlton. He's the five-month brand new business manager oh, yeah. At, yeah. at Lake Chelan School District in Chelan, Washington. And we actually had the pleasure of meeting him at ASBO International in Portland. He attended mm-hmm. our session on the podcast itself and really was enthused about kind of what we're doing. And we said, you know what? You would be the perfect person to mm-hmm. bring on the podcast, not only because you support us, but you have a really interesting story to tell and really enthusiastic about being a business really manager. Enthused so, is not even a word. He's like beyond enthused, which I love. Yeah. You know? yeah and he's exactly good. what we're looking for in the profession to really backfill those retirements that we're seeing all over the place. So that right. being said, super excited to bring this interview today. And here's our conversation with Bo Charlton. Today on the podcast, we have Bo Charlton. Bo is the business manager at the Lake Chelan School District in Chelan, Washington. Bo, welcome to the podcast. We're happy to have you. Bo. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. You know, yeah. I like the name Bo, you know, because I um, do too. growing up, I used to watch, uh, you know, Dukes of Hazard, Bo and Luke Duke, one of my favorite shows, <laughs> man. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Bo, it's great to have you on. And, Bo, you're a familiar face, man. You, you, I mean, uh, we had a, such a great connection out there in Portland. Couple a couple months ago, I yeah. If, say, I, re- so if I remember correctly, he was sitting front and center in our uh, presentation, Jack. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. That's we really appreciate that, and I mean everything that we spoke about and how your knowledge, your learning, and just absorbing everything. So it's good to catch up with you a few months later, see what's going on. So, um, you know, kicking off, Bo. I, you know, we we also had you on our um, segment right out in Portland briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was pretty good, you know, at that at that point in time. But now for our listeners who may not have caught that, um, could you maybe just tell a little bit about yourself, about your background experience, you know, as we jump things off, you know, and pretty much how you've landed where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. So I graduated from Washington State University in uh, spring of 21. So peak COVID. And I uh, was mm-hmm. fortunate enough to get an internship at um, the North Central Washington uh, ESD, which is Education Service District. So Can sure you kind of explain have, to, to everybody what an ESD does? Yeah, totally. I'm not sure if you guys have that out in New York, but an ESD basically provides various services and is an asset to school districts. So Sounds kind of like a, a BOCES for us at a Board of Cooperative Education Services. So just kind of a, oh, a collective that districts support. rely yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Totally. Yeah. So like the main things that you know, the ESD does is they do network services, security, um, the backside of, you know, um, different district supports as far as technology. But one of the main reasons why I wanted to be involved is they do business manager services for smaller school districts and for school districts where they had some business manager turnover or, okay. um, you know, a little financial distress. So I mm-hmm. you know, thought it'd be a good place to get started. Um, landed an internship, worked there for about six months as an intern, and then I came on full time. Nice. And when I, when I came on full time, I really wanted to focus on being a business manager. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was uh, lucky enough to have a really good mentor 
mentors, really. And they uh, allowed me to kind of really pursue that work directly with the Chelan School District when Chelan was a contract. And then from that, um, the connections I made at Chelan, I was offered a uh, position in July. That's awesome. And congratulations. You yeah, five months in, so you're you're a veteran. You obviously you know the ins and outs of being a school business manager. How is yeah. it going so far? So far so good, you know. Five months in, so still very very new, very green. We have a brand new leadership team here. So that's been uh, you know, it's been nice to kind of work through that as a team and uh, learn okay. together. So it's going well. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it a lot. I grew yeah, up in the, the valley the- here. So I, I have a lot of uh, personal connections to the Chelan Valley. So that's nice. That's a asset for sure. Oh, that's good to hear. So an opportunity to kind of give back that that's great. And you know, as, like you said, with the, the new team, that's a really unique opportunity. You don't always find that. So I'm sure you'll make the most of it. That's, that's really exciting, but not to put you on the spot. I know you're only five months in, but, um, you know, we've been talking about New York state funded formulas, state funded formulas across the country. We just spoke to an individual in Ohio and it sounds like Washington kind of has a similar situation. And I'm speaking specifically to the 2017 state legislator when they were passing a funding deal, kind of spun out of the Supreme Court case of McCleary. Can you maybe speak to that a little bit? And how is it impacting your district and your budget? And have you had to kind of take a different approach to your budgeting? Because we're, we're kind of tangentially aware of what's going on, but maybe you can kind of let our listeners know a little bit more in depth. Totally. McCleary has been a big topic of conversation, even to, you know, to this day. So in 2017, the state passed um, a law that really tried to make education an even playing field. That was the goal of it. So in a perfect world, they wanted to make sure that the education in eastern Washington was comparable to that of western Washington. You know, more populated areas, more higher income Say, were you seeing disparities the, between the eastern and western parts of the state? The main, the main difference was the levy dollars, where the state was giving out the same amount of dollars per each school district, but local dollars from levies and you know the taxpayers voted. Um, where it was, there was a big difference there between what the east side of the state can raise, or even the west side, but the more wealthier areas of the state could raise, and what their taxpayers were willing to pay for. So right. in a perfect world, McCleary made sense where this, the state and the government was trying to balance that out. But what sure. ended up happening was this cap on levies. Mm. So the cap that they in- implemented is the lesser of $2.50 per $1,000 of assessed value or 2500 per pupil in the district. So whatever oh. those two amounts come out to, you get to take the lesser of the two. And that's Jack, that sounds... All too familiar for us in New York. Yeah, it's close. I yeah. mean, it's, just, it's it's very close. Wow, it's interesting. Go ahead, Bob. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so what stemmed of that now is you know in a perfect world, it was going to balance it out, but that's not exactly what happened. So we're smaller mm. communities where they had their community support behind them. They're raising a ton of levy dollars pre twenty seventeen was now capped, and then they were relying mainly on the state apportionment dollars to be their main source of funding, and. Okay. That, that really hurt smaller school districts or districts that couldn't pass a levy very well. And uh, it just it has a lot of trickle-down effects that are still a factor today. And uh, so, you know, we're, wow. we're talking about it still, so it's still very relevant. Yep. And so if I'm understanding how the formula works correctly, does enrollment play a major factor in that? Absolutely. If you have declining enrollment, you may, um, and you are not in a, a huge assessed value region of the state, 
your levy dollars um, get shrunk a little bit more than maybe you were used to pre twenty. And here mm-hmm. in Schlen, personally, we've we've had a decline in enrollment. We're we're down 12, roughly twenty eighteen. We're down twelve percent in our total enrollment. Okay. So, and the wow. projections and- are we're going to continue to see a decrease. That's wow. really interesting COVID. because we know that the cost of educating students doesn't get cheaper, even though enrollment declines. So there definitely seems to be a mismatch between that formula and yeah, what we're experiencing day to day. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we, we're losing enrollment too. So, I mean, it's, it's really interesting, but you know, one thing about the spending aspect of it. So Washington state, you know, I looked, uh, the education spending, I want to say has overall decreased by 900 million uh, since 2021, right? Um, as we just discussed, this enrollment has precipitously dropped um, during the pandemic. With that, now your job five months in, have you already began discovering, you know, any type of uh, alternative funding strategies or possibly, you know, creative spending ideas to offset this drop? And actually, two part question: Do you see this as continuing on further in the future? So as far as speaking to that of the state, you know, the, the $900 million decrease there, I can't speak necessarily to that, but I can speak to what I see in the region when my time at the ESD, mm, as certainly. well as what I see in my district here. And so much of the basic education, you know, school funding formula is driven by enrollment. So when we have declining enrollment, I'm seeing declining um, revenues coming in from the state. Now it's proportionate mm-hmm. to that amount of the students that are, you know, no longer mm-hmm. there from year to year. With that being said, this year, um, we budgeted very conservatively. For my district in particular, I budgeted mm-hmm. to have 1,240 students. Turned okay. out we had 1,270 FTE. That's, that's pretty good. Cool. Now, okay. for COVID, you know, it's hard to kind of balance that and judge that. But, you know, mm-hmm. we, we budget conservatively, not knowing what the state and or what our enrollment is going to look like, hoping for the best. I will say so this, too. When- I will be very interested in the legislative session starting in January as it now pertains yes. to, you know, working in a district. So All I'll right. be into that very closely this year. All right. Yeah, All right. definitely tune well. in a little bit more. So when you're, so just help me understand the timeline when you have to report your enrollment and how it affects the levy formula. So when do you have to submit that data, I'm guessing, to the state? And when does it actually affect you? Like when you actually levying taxes? So we went out in the spring of 22, and we went out for a levy and it was approved by the, our community here. And we were going off of the lesser of um, our $202.50 okay. of AV and or the enrollment. So then when 2020, it was for 2023 and 24. Right. So depending upon what is the lesser of those two amounts, that was what we will certify for. Got it. Got it. And does your community have to vote on your budget? Do they vote on the levy or is it kind of both one and the same? They go out there and they have to prove it. We have a simple majority for levies here in Washington. So we had to have 50.001 or more to approve it. And our community passed it. Um, They're very supportive of our schools here. So that was good. Good to come into a successful levy year. Yeah, you don't you don't want to start in a district and then you're scrambling for money, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Conservative is the way to go. Be conservative. Yeah. 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 So shifting gears a little bit, you know, we've, talked about the pandemic at nauseum, but I think it's important just to kind of gauge how you're approaching this year because like last year, I think we're going to start seeing some spikes in cases. And I think it mm-hmm. will stem far beyond just COVID. You're going to see the the flu come back and the head, you know, the everything. common head cold and all everything, mm-hmm. right? You're five months in, you have a fresh set of eyes in Chilean 
what are you doing to kind of prepare for that, if anything? And do you think starting new and maybe this being your first district, is this giving you an advantage, a disadvantage to just kind of approaching these kinds of logistical situations? Well, well, Bo, I want to say, you know, haven't there been spikes out there? Because um, even I'm reading the news, even Cali, which is West Coast as well, not Washington, but they, they're they talking about wearing masks again outside. And I know that mm-hmm. I think maybe last week there was something in Washington State about being spikes in your area, too. I think that we've seen over the past basically year and a half, you know, it's, it's come in waves and, you know, it's, it's okay. very, it's a cycle. Um, mm-hmm. I think in our region here, we're, we're pretty rural, small town. Um, so we don't okay. see as much of the, you know, this, in the cities where, you know, the big spikes and it's filling up hospital and everything like that. So we don't really see too much of that out here. Got it. And, uh, you know, as far as like COVID conversations, you know, I feel like they come in waves where you start hearing more and more people talk about, right. oh, you have to test right. positive here. And uh, I would say that we're, you know, we're approaching a way too. We, we hear it. But um, as far okay. as the school and the planning side of things, you know, budgeting mm-hmm. was hard during COVID especially coming yeah. as a new business manager trying to figure it out for the first time. And uh, what we did is we did three-year averages and tried to do pre-COVID uh-huh. numbers and looking at enrollment and you know, mm-hmm. trying to make best guesses. But for this year, we plan on having a, a normal-looking school year, you know, quote-unquote. And uh, I think that's what we're, we're seeing so far. A couple of areas we really wanted to hit was our ASB. We wanted to see activities. You know, we wanted to see the students being involved in clubs and at sports and you know, mm-hmm. being excited to come to school and do fundraisers and do activities. So that's something we really pushed is making sure our ASP had the sure. funds available to to uh, take part. All right. Yes. That's great. Schools are such an integral piece of the student experience and oftentimes is where they socialize the most and it's kind of a home away from home. So glad to hear that you all are focusing on that and kind of the social emotional aspect of it and getting back to some kind of normalcy. Yeah. You know, Bo, I've also um, read that, uh, I guess, mental health in Washington State, um, amongst many other things, has been something that's um, uh, been surging as of late. Um, With that, I mean, because sometimes it crosses over to our end as business officials. uh, What do you see as a major focus for your department on the year ahead as it relates to school spending? And not necessarily mental health, but just that's one of the things I saw pop up. Yeah, totally. I think I'll, instead of, you know, targeting specifically on mental health, just student services, you know, other than just basic education, we, we have, we see an uptick in funding for some counselors. Um, the ESSER dollars really focuses on, you know, providing those student services and making sure your students are taken care of in that regard. So that's something we've really focused on. We've also mm-hmm. really tried to, you know, take in consideration students learning loss over the course of COVID. So yes. we've had a program prior, pre-COVID that we've expanded now this year and it's an after school you know learning loss after program for students that need a little bit more assistance we've also expanded it to incorporate some stem and uh, it's been a really big success this year and we've funded it with semester dollars to start with initially awesome and coming in and being new to the role you know under normal circumstances you're working on the levy you're working on your federal or your state dollars has the addition of the ESSER funds kind of just thrown a curveball at you in terms of just trying to manage additional funds? Because, you know, as, as business officials and business managers, we're always looking for new revenue streams, but it was such an influx of revenue. Has that a good thing, I would say? Has that been kind of an, an added challenge for you, just kind of, you know, dipping your toes in the water? I would say, you know, Whenever you get additional funding as a school district, you're not you're not going to be upset. But there is some ties to ESSER, and it, it is a little more complicated. It's a little more complex. There are some requirements that we and uh, here in Chelan, you know, we as a team here, new leadership team, we're really trying to utilize our ESSER dollars appropriately and efficiently. So 
I would say that's probably the two biggest um, you know, learning curves as far as the SRD audit. And I know in New York, we had to do a lot of uh, like public hearings and just a lot of data published on our website in terms of how we're using those funds. Was Washington kind of under the same rules as well? And how did, and how did that go for you? I think more than anything, it's our school board meetings is where okay. we had some community members, not necessarily Solan specifically, but in the region where there was some outspoken, um, mainly questions, you know, people wanted to understand, you know, what are you going to use these dollars for? And, uh, you know, how is it going to benefit my student, my child? And, uh, here in Chelan specifically, it's our school board. We just want to make sure we're completely transparent with what we're using those funds for and uh, making sure we're not getting close to, you know, an Esser cliff is what the term I hear thrown around a lot. Cliff is always hanging out there, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, um, Bo, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. And everyone that we have on the podcast, we always offer them an opportunity, whether you're speaking to somebody brand new or someone who has been in the seat for many years, we always ask for just kind of a word of advice from our uh, our interviewees. So with that being said, you're five months in. I'm sure you've learned plenty already. But for those listening, what piece of advice could you give to our listeners? Yeah, thinking back on this past year, you know, I learned a lot. It's been it's been fast paced for sure. But I think the biggest piece of advice I can give is is mentorship. You know, finding people you can go to when you have questions, when you have um, you know issues come up. And here in the region, we have a, the ESD developed a program called the Business Manager Academy. Okay, brand awesome. new business, brand That's new good. business managers. Yeah, in the region, SBOs are all you know we Zoom probably weekly. We uh, work together and go to trainings at this ESD and we, we you know, learn together and uh, we have a little cohort of people we can talk to, bounce ideas off of, shoot up emails to, as well as having a designated person that their role is to be our trainer. And that's been super beneficial through budget time, year end. I mean, I can't imagine going through that by myself trying to learn it. So just like anything, you know, finding a team, finding a group to you know, rely on has been super beneficial, especially within the industry of uh, you know, school business official. I'm just no, curious awesome. how many are in your, your cohort of new business officials because Jack and I are seeing as we talk to people across the world, new business officials are hard to come by, especially as retirements are, you know, you know, constantly coming through. So mm-hmm. how many are in your cohort? I'd say there's about six brand new or within a year or two. And there's probably oh, awesome. nine of us in total that, that meet regularly. And uh, right. it's led by three of the ESD employees that they're they're, you know, their jobs to kind of help us through this. And it's, they're a huge resource. Awesome. It's pretty good. And final question. Yeah. Are we going to see you at ASBO International? I believe so. That's fall? my goal to go back to it. Yeah. I think so you're going to come back to the, you're home in the I, East coast. I had a great uh, time in Portland. Where is it in? Is it Washington DC? Right? Maryland. Maryland. Yeah. 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 yeah same area, yep. Pretty much. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Not a great time yeah. in Portland. So National it, it just if it works out, I'll, I'll be there. Right. Awesome, All awesome. Right. Well, we look forward to seeing you. If not, we'll be in union tune. You know, we want to keep see what you you know you're doing. Uh, you're a rising star, definitely. You know, you, you got that go getter attitude. That's what I love, man. It reminds me of me. So that's why talking to you is, is so much fun. So thanks for coming I appreciate on. It. Appreciate this. Appreciate yeah, it. but we appreciate your time, man. Good luck with everything. Hey, thank yep. you very much. Thanks for having me on. Thank you again for tuning in to SBO Perspective. We hope you enjoyed our conversation today with Bo. He is, as we said, incredibly enthusiastic, a big up-and-comer in the school business rock star. world. And rock, star. rock star. Rock star. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Understatement to say rock star. He's, yeah. uh, he's going to do some really cool things, and we appreciate his time sharing his experience so far. 
and you know he's, he's he knows his go stuff yeah yeah he, he yeah. knew everything in the mccurry like he's already he he's enthralled and engaged uh, i want to say with that role so um it was really good to have more and, you know i wanted to say something about this um this episode because now that we've been speaking across the country in the last maybe half dozen or so we've been all over the country even uk and canada mm-hmm. what i'm noticing john is that the funding formula is very similar you know it, it might is. i'm not saying it's a smoke and mirrors thing but it is how they have it the lesser of this 2.5 is almost like two percent for our let like i mean you think about how and i guess maybe states have leaned upon it but i'm thinking even bigger here john i'm thinking that at the more that we do this the more we can raise a raise more sorry more we can raise awareness to it and show that look maybe there there could be a better method all around so um you know, yeah this, you're this absolutely really right I, th- I think these especially in the united states these formulas are very similar in nature and i don't know these governors must be coming together and talking about it or something but but you're right yeah I mean, but they're flawed not good but they're flawed though, yeah right and so they yeah. got to come fix them you know and i think that uh, it's, it's an issue so we'll see hopefully things uh and at any rate thank you all for tuning in today Uh, we'll be sure to see you next week with some more great uh, SBO perspectives